0: my heart and mind to the far queue, everybody. It's a podcast that invites you and people from all walks of life to talk about um, various access to equity within the context of Aotearoa. We invite people like yourselves and our beautiful guest today... Um, very intuitive, very intelligent, and just one of the, my all-time superheroes in my, li- my life right now um, to share their lived experiences in an effort to find common threads within support systems, social networks, and knowledge that uplifts the collective human experience. Kelsey, what's our Season 2 question?
1: So, in Season 2, we are exploring what does equity and knowledge look like for various communities coexisting within one society? And as Tauwi and Aotearoa, we recognise the mana and kaitiaki of these lands. Malusio and I have experienced most of our growth in the Waikato and want to honour Ngāti Hawa, Ngāti Mahana and Ngāti Wairere. Hey, hey. We are grateful for the connections our whakapapa waves through for us to be able to connect and grow with community through the whākū kaupapa. Malusio and I would also like to honour our queer ancestors who fought for our rights and visibility as equitable citizens of the world. Kia ora, my
0: name is Kelsey and I use they them pronouns. Noa nga otawasa maluseu, Joseph Tulene monise, and people use he him pronouns for me. And today, you already know the deal, whānau, we, we allow our guests to, to fashion themselves exactly the way that they fashion themselves because they might be someone completely new in the moment that we're talking to them. So please, without further ado, over to you.
2: Oh, awesome. Kia ora, half a day, both of you and everyone who's listening. Uh, my name is Jessie Lujan Bennett. And I'm a Chamorro woman figuring out what it means to be Pacific here in Aotearoa. and my pronouns are she/her. Amazing! Oh my Lisa, God. Thanks,
1: That's thanks for having I'm so me. So excited! <laughs> it's going
0: to be so good. So can you just please enlighten us to your fucker Papa? Because I feel like for for a lot of a lot, of, even for me, and when when I, when I first met you, I'm like this. Marian, Chamar, uh, what? What? And it's it's it's, it's it is. Uh, it's it's one hundred percent my ignorance. But can you please a little like elude us all to 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 a little bit of your papa? Sure,
2: sure. Um, and you're not the only one. A lot of people here in Alto are like you're. What? You're from where? Um, but once you give a little bit of. Kind of the regional aspect of where i'm from then people get it right away so my family is from the region of micronesia so that is the northwestern half of the pacific and we are from the islands called the marianas and we're specifically from the island of guam also known as guahan so our archipelago um, is the biggest one well if you're looking at land size it's the biggest in micronesia and guam is the biggest biggest island in our region yeah, so from up there, but I grew up in San Diego, California, where there are lots of other Chamorros or indigenous peoples in the Mariana Islands. There are also lots of Hawaiians, uh, Samoans, and other kinds of Pacific peoples who have some kind of colonial relationship with the United States. Mm. Yeah. i'm one of like maybe four here five Chamorros in this country and we all we all kind of know of each other through the coconut network um and we've even had a barbecue before COVID last what was it february or march 2020. Mm. yeah and my mom was visiting at the time um, and we also had a visiting chamorro scholar and so i think there were seven of us in one room that was exciting (laughs) that was exciting Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's a few of us, but there are others from from the larger Micronesian region that call Aotearoa a
0: home. Mm. So that's obviously one of the biggest communities that that that, that enrich your life right now. Um, what are the other two? So so good. can you give us two other communities that you either add value to or they add value to you?
2: Sure, um, I would say. So for sure, tomorrow's. If we expand it out a bit more, Pacific and with Pacific, I also include Maori in that. So um, not just the that kind of um, tomorrow community that I come from isn't the only you know space that I'm a part of, group that I'm a part of. But definitely, I see myself as this larger. in this larger pan-Pacific kind of community. And that looks and feels different depending on where I am around the world, but here in Aotearoa, yeah, it has its own flavor and feel, which is great. Um, So definitely this larger kind of Pacific identity is really important to who I am and how I identify and the work that I do and everything like that. And then I would say another big big part of who I am and communities that I'm a part of. um, I would also probably say just as a woman, the, the kinds of folks that support me, that I try to support. Um, it's it's always, it always comes back down to the women. And I know we're going to talk a bit about that, because part of what we're going to be speaking to at a, at a upcoming conference is um, our grandmas. So for, yeah, so maybe that'll come up later. But um, definitely women, you know, and I'm, I'm stepping more into that as someone who's realizing, like, I am a mentor, I can be a mentor in the same ways that other Women, Chamorro women, Hawaiian women, now Māori women have um, really supported me in in my
1: personal growth.
0: Yeah,
1: wow, um. so good. Oh <laughs> <laughs> my, <like>, wow, like <laughs> blow my mind, because like, admittedly, I've only met you like once or twice, and I've not really had an opportunity to have a conversation beyond anything like too deep, so. I'm, hi, thanks for yeah. being here.
0: <laughs> Kelsey, now you understand why I, uh, yeah. like, imagine last, like, this is my first introduction to this, 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 this goddess. It's like, I'm like this. Well, who? Yeah. What?
1: You're like, who? who you? Yeah. What? You're from where? Like, I have full faith in Mother and Mother was like, okay, yeah, Jesse. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go. Um, and now I'm like, okay, I get it. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I, got it, I got it i got it sick this is fucking sick
0: <laughs> and the funniest part is like people will will look at you and like literally just skip past the like the the, the 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 hard work and the money that you've already done as well and i'm just like thank you for just being you okay and doing the work of your peoples because you invite us there straight away Ooh. like you, without even trying you're like you just show up and i'm like yes that's right, fam. It's it's it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's island time or it's it's Pan Pacific time, and I'm like, yes, yeah. It's always Pan Pacific time, fam. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: It is, it is. That means it's either time for a nap, a <laughs> time for time for a party, or it's uh time to have a deep and meaningful chat in the middle of the day. Yeah, So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's all of those things. Probably a nap is the first part, but yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And then some food. Hey, <laughs> the, card, the food, the food. Don't yeah. don't
0: skip on the food, man. Don't skip yeah. on. the
1: food. <laughs> Mm. that's a part of it. Yeah. 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 Um so this season we're looking at knowledge and we understand that knowledge looks and feels and is experienced differently by different people. Um so we're curious when we say the word knowledge what does that bring up for you? Knowledge is a hard one for me to to define
2: in a real clear easy way because I think it lives and it looks like so many different things. Um I think at a really basic level it might be something knowledge is something that's tied to familiarity, an understanding of a particular kind of concept or, or skill set, something like that. Um, so it's hard for me to, to define, but I can say that knowledge is one of those things that lives in many spaces. It shows itself in many different ways, and you can grow in your knowledge in so many different aspects of your life. And part of it, I think we'll talk about today is just like, what does that look like? How does it how do you share knowledge? How do you find knowledge? How how can you grow in it? So for me, like knowledge is is all around us and all of us hold mm-hmm. some of it, right? But it's a matter of um, tapping into it a little bit more and who to go to for different things. Cause it doesn't just live in the four walls of a classroom and it doesn't just live with your teacher, you know, in a very formal sense. Um, it's with the, your grandparents you spend time with. It's, it's even with the little ones that you might be babysitting. Um, we all have different sets of knowledges that we hold.
1: Do you see any um, any connection between your communities and knowledge? Like, is there any links that connect those?
2: Totally. I think that's what got me into thinking about going into higher ed in the ways that I have. Um, knowledge is everywhere. It's around me. A lot of what I, what I found uh, growing up is that I'm learning through action. I'm learning through watching. I'm learning through spending time with my family members. And I'm thinking of, you know, the ways that, my mom and my grandma enact themselves in the house and really set an example, and that's how I learned. You know, that's how I got like little tastes, little um, bits and pieces of the knowledge that they hold. It's just by observing and watching, and mm. and when they tell you to do something, you just do it and you don't question, and you learn later what what you just acquired as a skill set by just doing. Um, so for me, I think knowledge is like intrinsically a part of of my community, of my family. Um, the various communities right community with the ies on the end because we come from so many different spaces and places right but for me it was early on just watching and being a part of stuff with my mom and grandma who i spent a lot of time with and um yeah just seeing how they enact themselves and then going oh you know they're so generous they just do stuff and they don't explain why but this is this is what you do and later when you grow up in in retrospect you're like oh this is why they used to do those things
1: yeah. Shout out your mom and your grandma too. Speak their name. Come
2: on. Oh yeah. So my <laughs> which they might be listening to this. Um my my mom is Kathleen, Kathleen Lujan Vestovich And then my grandma is Guadalupe Lujan and everyone knows her as Lou. Lou Lujan or, or Mama Lou. Everyone knows my grandma in San Diego. You we walk down the street and there's not a person that's not like, hey Lou, what's going on? Hey. Hey, or oh, you're Guadalupe's granddaughter. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not Jesse. I'm, I'm Guadalupe's. Yeah, yeah. I'm this granddaughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with them, a lot of it is through the examples. You know how they carry themselves, how they take care of our family, and not just our nuclear family in the house, right? Because we we live intergenerationally, but also um, families that are back home in our in our home islands. Like somehow, my grandma knows. Like oh, my uncle got a new haircut. When I was in Guam, she's like, hey, your so-and-so got a haircut. I'm like, how did you know that? Like, you know, she doesn't FaceTime that she calls, like old school calls on the phone, first thing in the morning talking to folks. She just knows everything, has her finger to the pulse on everything. So it's really neat to just watch how she she keeps tabs, you know, she keeps an eye out. She's watching over people and and doing all sorts of really interesting stuff through her day where you just kind of observe. And then there's a point where she's like, stop observing and pick something up while your hands your hands empty, you know? So it's a lot of that. It's like watching and then also, come on, just go. So you know, you know how these ladies are. It's great. It's great. And I'm like a very subdued version of my grandmother and my mom. Like I'm a very, <laughs> a very calm version of them. Yeah. But um, I think as I'm getting older, I start doing things or saying stuff where I'm like, oh my gosh, I am my mother's daughter. I am my grandmother's daughter, you know, which is a great thing.
0: It, it really mm-hmm. is. And and I give it up. I give it up all the time <laughs> where I'm like this, like, as soon as I say it, like, literally, and if I don't say it out loud, it's in here. It's in, in, ingrained. Like when someone's literally asking, where's this, where's this, where's this? I'm like. Open your eyes and not your mouth. Because that's like, that's the that's the answer <laughs> that I'm getting all the time. <laughs> so it's like, it and it, it, this is sad is that, is that I carry it to work in other places as well, where I'm like, that's not appropriate for this place. <laughs> but it's there where I'm like, I, I, I'm wanting to say it, and I'm going to say it, and I don't. But I'm, I definitely have <laughs> experienced that notion very, very deeply. Mm-hmm same and it's all love it's all love you already know it's love i'm just like man you they're really teaching me to open my eyes and look for myself (laughs) mom where's my basketball shoes
1: yeah i used to get the have you looked for yourself go look again have you had a real look Mm -hmm.
2: did you look with your hands or your eyes yeah
1: (laughs) i used to get Uh. that I, I love don't, the variations. <laughs> don't make
2: me come over there and look for
1: you. I'm like, oh no,
0: okay. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I, I found it.
1: <laughs> I got I'm good. I'm good. I got it.
0: I got it. <laughs> or yeah. goes to practice with bare feet, like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
2: Oh man. So good.
0: And then so how how do you, how do you like acquire um wear and move with knowledge? So you've you've definitely um got um had a like <laughs> I love how you were like, Oh, I don't really know. I have, I haven't, and then <laughs> which, which shows that you're very experienced in the knowledgeable world. So how, how, how is your relationship with knowledge and how do you acquire knowledge and where and move knowledge?
2: Oh, there are different, there are different places that I, I explore knowledge. I cultivate knowledge. I try to, to grow in it. And some of it is, um, Okay. So sometimes it's really nerdy and it's through books and sitting there and reading. Um, but, you know, like so many other folks from our communities, like books aren't always accessible, the, especially here in Aotearoa, they are not cheap. Books are not cheap. Um, I In the States, I was used to paying less than $20 for a book and thinking, oh my gosh, $20, that's going to be a ton of money, you know, And you're on a ball and on a budget as a student. And it, that was a lot. And here it's like at least $40 for a book, you know, and so books aren't always the way. It's it's one way. But um I love podcasts. I love listening to podcasts. So I'm so excited to be speaking with you all when I go on <laughs> long walks to break up the zooms that I have to be on the writing, I put a podcast in, you know, and it could be just conversations because you just learn from listening to people and, and from life experiences, like you don't have to reinvent the wheel, listen to what other people have gone through. And you don't have to do the same exact thing but you know take pieces of of what they're talking about that might apply to your life and Mm. and learn from others you don't have to learn the hard way you know so i love podcasts um i also love you know going and looking at art being around art going to museums and as problematic as as those histories of those institutions are i think there's a lot of um hope and possibilities with storytelling in those spaces that i really enjoy um i also love acquiring knowledge by just going outside and spending outside time outside amongst the for here we we have the waikato river but also going out to Fangoroa and being by the water um anytime there's like moving water i'd love that i don't have to be in it i could just be next to it but going outside is a big part of that as well and um and just spending time with folks. And the older that I'm getting, you know, just as, as time's going going by and I realize a lot of the learning that I want to do is is with being being next to people, being with people, being in conversation. And that's part of um you know being in this this kind of COVID level that we're in right now. Um, in Aotearoa, it just reminds me, like, as soon as it's done, and as soon as we can meet with people, like, I cannot wait. As soon as these international borders open up, I'm out. Like, I need to go spend time physically with people. It's great to be over Zoom like this. Like, it's such an awesome way to use technology um, to better ourselves, to get to know people, to grow in knowledge. But there's nothing like sitting next to people and talking. There's nothing like sitting next to our old people, like our elders, and, and just being next to them, you know. Um they crack me up. Old people crack me up. They have many times do not have a filter, especially tomorrow ones. No filter, say some crazy stuff. You were just like, excuse me, what? You know, <laughs> you feel you feel like a prude half the time when you're with them, also, or I'm like, oh my gosh, what is happening? But it is so much fun. And I think there's something to say about just being around folks, especially the old ones, because when you start talking to them and they realize like you're interested in them and their lived experience, that's when just things start coming out and they start seeing really neat stuff that um, changes the way that you look at your, your lived reality. Right. So knowledge is everywhere. And I try to acquire it all, all over the place, but I would say a lot of it is um, talking to folks. And right now it's all on zoom. It's all on FaceTime, which I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, but a lot of it too, is just by an overly, overly priced way too expensive of books (laughs) just you know but i do it i do it i love it you can't see what's around me right now but there's books everywhere and um, (laughs) so it's a balance it's a balance of like collecting these books uh, especially the old ones that are no longer in publication about the islands that my family comes from scouring ebay for them to see how people have framed the conversations of our spaces but then balancing it with okay get ready gotta talk to my grandma for a little bit she's gonna say some outlander stuff but that's the fun of it you know and texting with her and and seeing how um <laughs> this lady who's who's quite a bit older now you know how she's figuring out texting like all these ways that we we learn from each other and seeing mm. how um her and her friends just they know so much but they don't realize like there's there's power in the stuff that they know but they just think like why do you want to know that like i don't know anything you're the one that went to college i'm like Ooh. so <laughs> you've lived a long life and you've had so many adventures and you know so much um tell me everything she's like
0: okay literally literally me and my mom like my 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 conversations with mom now are just so freaking bomb because she's (laughs) she's at a point where she can like she acknowledges that she has been intelligent and has been smart the whole time and then every single time i call her it's just like she's like well i've been thinking about this this and this and this and how that's related to racism and i'm like this carry carry on (laughs) like And I'm like, and then like when when you're saying they, my mom doesn't have a filter as well. Like my mom doesn't like, it could be like, and it's like, it's, it's savage. It's set sa- like, it's so savage. Like, and, and not savage, in you know, like it's savages. And like, if you don't know my mom's heart, you'll get offended. <laughs> you'll get offended because like, she's all, all she's wanting to tell is her story and everything is on the cards. No- nothing's off the cards. That's like, yeah, so I, I I feel like you know. You know. Mm. The way that you're talking about it, I'm like, you know.
2: Oh, I sure do. I sure do. <laughs> so, There's no but, rules.
0: There's no rules. There's no rules.
2: <laughs> there is not at all. And I and that's kind of what's fun, I think, as we're getting yeah. older. Like, I, I make note of those things, like how... It, how they talk to folks and why so many people, for instance, with my grandma, like why so many people know her. And it's because she's so forthcoming, but she does it with love. And she'll like preface things or she'll say something after to make sure that it doesn't like hit in the wrong way. Mm. Um, you know, and that kind of energy that she brings to her spaces. And so when I have my classes, one of the, the ways that we do icebreakers, I ask them three questions, um, to introduce themselves or their partner. Uh, what's their name? Who do they bring with them to class? And um, w- what is home to them? Or where do they call home? And they're all open ended questions. So they can approach it however they want. But the part about who do you bring to class, like I, I usually say my grandma, because she didn't get to go to college. And she always talks about, you know, if I ever do it again, like you, you could now you could you could take a class. But um, she just has this kind of fun like humor to her this zest for life but also this like real staunch like grandma mom vibe to her as well so everyone's her baby everyone she's calling lover everyone is this but um you know she and then she also has like so so much good advice you know so it, it's a little bit of everything with her so i'm like okay who am i bringing today i would probably bring my grandma because she would love to be in the room with all of you you know, and she would be the first one to probably say something when I ask a question. So I'm like, think about those kinds of people in your lives. You don't have to be them, but emulate that kind of like we were saying, the vibe, like emulate that kind of presence, you know, fake it till you make it and, and bring that, like bring your grandma and channel her today. Or mm-hmm. if you're feeling a little low, channel a different person. I'm like, bring them to class because, um, you know, you don't just bring yourself. So let me know who's in the room with us and who you're trying to emulate. And usually you get a lot of grandmas. And come to find out, we all have some pretty interesting ones in our families, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I feel like that's a that's that's a really good um, segue into grandmas in the archives. <laughs> like, well, tell us tell us how that is for you. How, how's the journey going for you?
2: So, for your listeners who don't know what grandmas in the archives, um, yes. having again having conversations with folks and talking about the ways that we learn about who we are, our interests in research, our interests in higher ed there's a whole group of us within our department of um, Pacific and indigenous studies at the university of Waikato that are heavily informed by our grandmas, right? There's something about a grandma. There's something about it. We can't put our finger on it, but there's something about them that really just sticks with you. And what we decided to do for the New Zealand history association conference, hopefully Mm -hmm. that's the correct title for it. uh, We decided to do, we're going to do a round table later this month to talk about the ways that our grandmothers have had, um, you know, real real effects on the ways that we see ourselves in our in our professional academic kind of work. So some of us are writing about our grandmas, you know, like um one of our colleagues, she's talking about her grandma that, that's driving her research, that's driving her dissertation. So you have a grandma that is like the center of the work. And then there's other ones of us where, um, like for myself, my grandma is not the sole figure in the research that I do, but she's definitely and acknowledgments she has like these little bits and pieces where she comes up and I acknowledge her story in um, my research but there's so many of us where we're like who who would have thought like our grandmas are the ones that have informed our moves into into these graduate into our graduate work or into our um yeah professional work yeah including you with your grandma
0: oh it's just i'm I'm always in happy like spaces whenever we're whenever we're talking about grandparents because i'm just i know the blessings that i received as um as being raised by my grandparents so to me i'm like oh mm. this this conversation always comes in like super 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 in love mode and just in an abundance of love because i'm like it's just like i'm swimming in a pool of love and it's all grandmas all around mm-hmm. mm. but yeah so um yeah, a little bit around my my um mine's very much similar to yours in terms of um very much the in format. So I also I also have this 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 theory that I wanna pitch to 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 the both of you to see if if, if this is something that, that that actually works um in your in your in your walk and in your plight as well. But um so me and mom have been having these conversations back and forth around um Like how, how, how my, like how my relationship with my grandma is completely on the polar opposite side of my mom and her mom. And I was like, so when when we were, when we were unpacking this, I was like, oh, wow. And then I started to, as my mom was telling me about her relationship with her, her mom, I was starting to begin to notice that all the love that my mom was wanting to get from and the attention that she was about, she was wanting to get from my mom or from her mom was the attention that the grandparents, like her, her mom gave to me. And I was like, mom, I get to actually show it off to you now because, um, all of the things that you asked for, I received. And I think she might have not had the agency or the courage or the love or the tools to, to, to gift it to you, but she finally found it in me. And, um, and, and that was such a beautiful healing moment for, for us. But I wanted to gift that, like, in terms of a framework, do you reckon because parents are always like a refl- like, you know, Kids and parents' relationship is always like, oh, you're a mirror reflection of your, of, of what your, like, you know, your, your parents couldn't achieve, you know, or like, it's like, it's like, there's a, they're a mirror of, 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 of all of their goods and bad things <laughs> that they adopted from them. And then when it goes to like the intergenerational between, like, skips of generations between grandparents to, to grandchildren, mm-hmm. it's like, there's this, this overpouring with love. And it, 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 it's always there with, like, especially in retirement culture, there's just heaps of like intergenerational loving, like, like sending love and always joking around. And like, like, it's, it's like this cheerful banter that goes around and it's always there. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're like connected family or not. It's just like, that's the relationship that we, that they evoke. And grandparents are so cheeky and they know how to get us. They just, they know how to get us into a game or into a story or into a like, into, into a, um, uh, like, a place of belief, <laughs> like where I'm, like, have my time and my attention, <laughs> grandparents. So I just, yeah, I, just, I guess long-winded way of just asking: is have Have you seen that in your in your in your side, or has that evoked a thought train of thoughts for you guys? <laughs> I love how both of you are doing eyebrows with each other. <laughs> like, I'm
2: like, go for it, Kelsey. Go for it, Jesse. <laughs> oh, I. It's it's an interesting one with um, the intergenerational aspect of the mothers, the grandmothers, and now granddaughters. And even at one point, my great grandma was a, around when I was little, and she oh, wow. she lived with us for a little bit when we were um, stationed in Hawaii. So, like, I, I was looking over at my refrigerator because I have a picture of like all four of us in a oh. <laughs> in um, a department store studio kind of photo kind of thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think for my family in particular, it's interesting dynamic because um, with each generation, we're waiting a little longer to have kids. So the dynamics are 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 real and they play out in different ways. Um, So, you know, with my great grandma having my grandma, my grandma's the oldest of 21 and she yeah, we have big old families. And (laughs) my great grandma was in her teens when she had my my grandma, you know, and so in a way, they were growing up together. And as my great grandma continues to have kids, my grandma is acting as, as a mother in a way too, you know, and all the older girls were getting the the younger ones sent out to them as they moved to the States, because the military or whatever it may be. So they have their own particular kind of dynamic. Mm. Um, And then when my grandmother has my mom, you know, she's, she's pretty strict with her and was abiding by these very, um, how do I say this in a nice way? But my mom was dealt a particular kind of cards that was quite different from my uncle, you know, um, because she's a girl and because they're in the States and you can't be out past this time and you can't do this and whatnot. So they have a very different kind of relationship, a tense one in in some ways, but a very loving one, but growing Mm. up, it played out in, in, in a way. So when I come along as a little one, um, there's like a softness i think that comes to my grandma. She's always been soft and like literally and figuratively. But like it's soft in this um in this way knowing like she's helping raise us and she's very much a part of our lives and she's our go-to babysitter. Um but there's like a softness maybe knowing that you are not the primary parent, you know? Like that 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 drama and that hard stuff and that dealing with the hormones or whatever, that's for your mother. Like you go <laughs> talk to your mom about that. But with my grandma, i think she got to to soften a little bit with the grandkids in a way that she just couldn't maybe with with our with my mom and her mm. brothers. Mm. That's what I'm I'm kind of thinking with us in particular.
0: No, yeah, I can totally see that 100%. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So much so when I was little, I told my grandma, I was like, why aren't you my mom? And she's, <laughs> like, she's like, don't say that, you know, but it's okay. Because you know, my mom was going through her own things too, you know, like you forget that. Yeah, yeah. That they're human. And then we become adults and ourselves going like, wow, at this age, like my age, my mom had like two little girls and she's trying to deal with us and deal with a mom who's also having her own ways of feeling about life. So yeah, and Legit. as a kid, you don't understand, so you're just nah. like, "Why are you the best?" And she's like, "Don't, don't be like that." It's we're all in different stages right now, and your mom is going through some stuff as I am, as you know.
0: <sighs> love that, love that.
1: Mm. Kels, uh, for me, like the grandma that I think about is my dad's mom, Jane, Jane, Jane. Hi, Jane um and very similar like I think that she pours a lot of love into me because um like I'm very consistent in her in her life um and then and uh a lot of the other grandchildren I think are a bit um like in and out a bit whereas I seem to, from what I've seen anyway I seem to be maybe the one that's the most consistent checking in with her so I do feel a lot of love from her um, and love in a way of not really of a word but action um, and like she won't say that she loves me unless I say it first so I make it a point to be like bye Jean I love you and she's like love you <laughs> I think it's so funny um, but I definitely see that she treats me, um, yeah, in a different way than she treats her, like, than she treats my dad, um, and I think it is because of the, like, that none of that, like, major responsibility, like, she's not responsible for my actions, even though, like, I'm mm. a grown-ass adult, like we just have the best times we're just like best friends and we hang out and we like go get ice cream from mcdonald's and like it's a good time and we just like chill and hang out and just enjoy each other's company and she just waffles on about all the things sometimes i don't even know what she's talking about but it's just a good time to just like be in space with my grandparent like yeah it's amazing but yeah i definitely see that there's a difference in the way that her and i interact than the way that her and her sons interact yeah we're just mates it's a good time
0: mm.
2: yeah. i like the detail of the mcdonald's ice cream
0: because <laughs> yeah. we she,
2: do that too
1: <laughs> and she's always like oh i shouldn't i was like go on jean
2: <laughs> and she does she's
1: like, <laughs> she's like all right actually she gave me she gave me this top actually
0: i love this top oh
1: this was sitting in her drawer for like 20 years so this was her she gave this to me she was so cool. She used to wear tops co- with um, ecstasy. It's called. It's the brand. Okay. She's the yeah.
0: real. She's the real OG out here. She's she's the real yeah. OG. <laughs>
1: she's pretty. I cool. think her I think our grandmas
2: would like each other. Yeah. <laughs> my grandma cream. loves to talk about ecstasy, and I'm like, I don't know where this is going, but I don't want to <laughs> continue. I don't want to continue this. And they she's can like, talk why? Talk ecstasy
1: and eat the ice creams.
2: <laughs> oh yeah and she loves a mcdonald's ice cream cone and she loves the senior coffees so i think they would have a lot of fun
1: <laughs> i think so too i think it'd be a good time oh <laughs> uh, so um um yeah oh my God. yeah <laughs> just thinking about my grandma now <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I imagine what she was like at my age at 27 i'm like what were you doing and she shared this story with me once and i don't know how old she was but She drove a moped from Tau Maranui back to Hamilton. Like, you know, a 50cc little moped. And she she knew it wouldn't get very far. So she put a gas can on each handle and just, like, went handy all the way from Tau Maranui back to Hamilton. And would just, like, fill up the moped and fill up the gas cans each time she saw a gas station. I was like, you're so cool. (laughs) It's a long way.
0: Hard, it is. On a little
1: moped. Yeah. crack up
2: one of the things my grandma taught me (laughs) there's a lot okay so one of the things she taught me is that um you you always ask because the worst you could get is a no you always Mm -hmm. ask and it could be for anything like you know if you see a really pretty succulent growing in someone's yard and it's just like overflowing she's like I just ask them like knock on the door and ask them can I have like a cut of of your flower or your plant or whatever but um, for her, that's played out in so many different ways. And one that's popping <laughs> into my head is that um, when my great grandma came out from Guam and was staying with us in San Diego while she's getting some surgery done, all my great grandma wanted was um, Cracker Jacks. Do you two? I've you heard grow of up yeah. Okay, so Cracker Jacks are just like caramelized popcorn and nuts in it. And it's one of those things that in the States we kind of associate with baseball because you could get them at baseball games, but you can also just get them at your local dairy and stuff like that. Yeah. So anyways, that's what my great-grandma wanted on her. Um, her deathbed was like Cracker Jacks. So, <laughs> so my great – so that's what she wanted. And my grandma was like, everyone, got to get Cracker Jacks. Like, go. So we had um, a gas station down the street that had Cracker Jacks, and we get it. Well, my grandma would open it for her, and she looked in the bag and was really upset. And she's like, there are only two peanuts in this bag, two peanuts in this whole Cracker Jacks bag. How dare they? So she called up Cracker Jacks. I, whatever that number is, their helpline, and just told them, hey, my mom wants these Cracker Jacks and there's only two peanuts. How are you going to make this right? So I don't know what kind of negotiations or threats she made, but we got two boxes of Cracker Jacks sent to the house and we got T-shirts, red T-shirts that say Cracker Jacks and like had the little character person on it. <laughs> and she's weird. like, they need to know. And you know what? The worst you could get is to no. know. So if you want more Cracker Jacks, I could give them a call she's called nail polish places opi to just give them her feedback on their brushes you know this new line of colors he came out with are beautiful but i do not like the application like the little brush for application and there she goes just giving them her fear her sense of
0: her two Love cents grandma. you
2: know yeah and she'll just like get stuff sent or you know because she'll say like so how do we make this right and then that has like passed down to my mom and it's the same thing like jesse you go back in there. This is not what you ordered. And I remember being a teenager going like, I I do not want to go back in and ask them to change my order. And she's like, how much did this cost? This is your money. Just tell them. The worst you could get is a no. I'm like, yeah. so I go in and <laughs> ask, you know? And so now that's a part of my thing where with my little cousins, when I talk to them, I'm like, uh-uh, that's not right. You go in there and you tell them, like you let them know. You don't have to be rude about it, but just have a conversation because the worst you could get is a no. You might get a Cracker Jacks t-shirt out of it. I don't know. <laughs>
1: like... Yeah. How does that, that like, facade or of, like, just ask because the, um, the worst you can get is a no. Has that, has that transferred into, like, your, like, other spaces and places in your world where where knowledge is attached to? Like, asking people for story or asking person to share a thing because all they could say is no. Oh, totally, totally. Um,
2: it, uh, to me, it comes down to everything. Like you can just, you can email someone, you can send them a message on social media if you can't get their contact information. Oh my goodness. Like there have been a few people where I've had to go like look for their contact info. And once I got it, it's like, I have to reach out and just be polite and always give them the space to, to say no or to exit or to, to graciously, you know, um, say that they can't do it. But I'm like it's worth a shot, just reaching out and saying hi. It's worth a shot reaching out to the archivist at whatever to see if they have something. It's worth introducing yourself to someone because you just don't know how things are going to pan out. And Mm. the kinds of work that we do, whether it be like on this podcast with you two, or you know some of the graduate work that Maliseo might be doing, it's it's all about the networks and connections that you make with people. So when you're again the whole vibe and and things like that, if you're coming from a good place and you. You introduce yourself and make it not seem like you're being this extractive kind of person, but rather you're trying to establish a relationship. Typically, you'll be met with the same kind of um, that loving vibe. So if you're if you don't know how it's going to turn out, or you don't know if this place has the material you need, or maybe you want to get a hold of someone because of a story, the worst you could get is a no, but at least they'll know who you are. And it's the same mm-hmm. if you're applying for a job or whatever it is. Um, it's good that at least they know that you're there, that you're doing this work because you don't know how it's going to pan out in the future. So maybe you get the no at first, but later down the line, it might be a, Hey, you know, I actually come to this thing or there's a conference that's coming up or, Hey, I found myself in Hamilton. I remember the conversation that we had via email. Are you open to getting a coffee to talk more about X, Y, and Z? So it's always good to just, yeah. Don't be afraid to just put, put your hand out and say hi or, introduce yourself mm. virtually because you
1: just don't know how it's gonna mm. come together mm. yeah for sure um thatvoca is something that I've I've moved with in my world as well of um, just ask because all they can say is no and it has got me into some really unusual places but also some like really amazing places um yeah like through photography I feel like a camera kind of gives me access to different Places, if I say, "Oh, can I come shoot this thing?" Um, and it's got me backstage at some of the weirdest, weirdest, most insane, most incredible gigs that I've ever been to in my life, and I get to take photos of it all. Like it's so cool, because yeah, that that's my thought. Like all they can say is no, and it's yeah. Oh, and yeah, usually I really it won't be a no. It. Yeah, and usually yeah.
2: It won't be a no. Like if so, if you're coming and saying, "Hey, like I have this skill set, and you're wanting to share it with these folks." Maybe they can't help you out in the ways that you would want in that time, the thing that you're asking for. But sometimes they'll, they'll go, hey, we can't give you X, Y, and Z, but we could give you A, B, C. You want this instead, mm. you know? So usually people are trying to be accommodating. And I found that down here, especially in Aotearoa, like people are so nice and kind mm. um, that if, yeah, if you phrase it the right way, people are usually open to having a conversation or, you know, helping you out mm. in whatever way.
1: Mm. yeah (laughs) totally agree like it's just it's crazy to know that because people have told me they're like why do you ask why do you do this why and like it's just it's very comforting to know that that is a story that is happening in other places as well because people have been like why would you do that what if they say no and I'm like what if they say no (laughs) yeah Mm. yeah anyway (laughs) moving on um we've talked a lot about like knowledge being around us and outside of ourselves and like with your people and that then coming in to us and from different ways or avenues or whatever i'm curious if there's any kind of knowledge that you hold innately within yourself so what kind of knowledge do you hold in your mind, and your body, and your soul? Mm. I've been thinking about this question for some time.
2: Um, I know I carry a lot on my own. Like I am a product of people's before me, you know, and um, I was a hope and dream of folks that, you know, I don't even know at this point, but um, have influenced me in some kind of way. So I, I know there's things in me that... Um, sometimes I probably just do stuff or the way that I carry myself or how I interact with folks that is probably coming from others, um, before me. But I, I, I think for, for me, a lot of, a lot of what I feel that I carry has to do with, um, like a calmness and a patience that I don't know if I get from my, my mom and my grandma necessarily, you know, I just talked about like how out there they are and they're like these beautiful people in that kind of way. But I also know that um, there's another way that I hold space that I think is maybe outside of, of being with them. They've taught me how to be generous. They've taught me how to be comforting, but I think there's other ways that I've found that I hold space or that I can interact with other folks that it, to me feels like it's beyond just these kind of parental figures in my life or these family members. So I think that's some of the stuff that I just carry on my own. It's like um, from people before, you know, ancestors before. It's like, um, like how do you how do you take a beat? How do you take a breath? How do you hold yourself in that way? Um, how do you also, you know, not feel like you have to to know everything, in in all these different spaces that we go between? Um, how is it that I can just be? you know like a calm presence and I feel like that's not necessarily something that I've always learned from my family but it's something that's just one of those kinds of again knowledges comes in and looks and, and feels and forms in so many ways and to me that kind of vibe that's the type of knowledge that's a kind of skill set that that some people have to work at and others like myself I feel like not pretty calm pretty chill pretty even keeled and I feel like that's probably- Maybe that's not coming from my mom's side. Maybe that's coming from my dad's or maybe that's coming from my grandpa's side, the Luans. But um, yeah, I think some of those knowledges that I have is really just having an ear, like sitting and listening. And I can just if you got something to say and you just need an ear, uh, I'm down. Just give me a coffee and I'll hang out, you know, and I think that's something that it's just one of those skill sets that I've had where people mm-hmm. will just divulge stuff. I'm like, OK, cool you know so do you want my advice do you just want an ear or do you want me to repeat back to you what you said or do you want me to repeat advice that you want to hear you know and so that's what I've been telling one of my good friends lately I'm like I will listen to you for hours but you just tell me what kind of listening needs to happen and I think some of that is a skill set for sure
1: for sure I think (laughs) so often people just insert themselves in the conversation when that's not what is actually helpful for the person who's sharing, yeah. But yeah, that what kind of listening are you looking for here? Is such an important tool when trying to really connect with somebody, rather than just being like, okay, well, this these are my thoughts. It's a not Sure, it's not about you. <laughs> Shut the hell up and just like sit down, drink your coffee, listen. Yeah. And I think that's like, you can listen to anyone,
2: Mm. but what is needed from that person? And sometimes it it is just that question. Like, what do you need from me right now? Mm. And sometimes they just want, they just need to say something out loud. Like Mm. they just need someone to hear and witness this and that's it. And that's it. And I go, okay, sure. Go for it. Say what you need to say. And then when they're like, do you have advice? Like, do you want the, do you want me to tell you like it is? Or do you want me to? like be a little bit more sensitive and also repeat some of the stuff that you kind of want to hear. Like, what do you, what do you need from me right now? And when you ask, usually people will tell you straight up, like, this is, this is what I need. I just need you to hold space for me. And it's like, okay, cool.
1: Yeah. Mm. No. Um, I just, I want to go back to kind of something that you were talking about at the start around, um, you know, as a young person, when you're, your parent or your grandparents tell you to do something but you're not quite sure why and you don't really understand why and then as you grow older you kind of get to figure out why that was a thing and why you maybe were or weren't allowed to do a particular thing and I'm curious how like with age that knowledge and that understanding comes to be like do you think it's a innate thing within yourself that maybe just comes with age or do you think that there's a particular shift that happens as you grow older Uh, I think it's a bit of
2: a shift because you have your own lived experiences now like you are able to to witness things in the world like you have some experiences where you can now go okay in retrospect didn't understand Mm -hmm. at the time but now I understand because I've gone through x y and z so you can you know, as I'm getting older, I can identify more with some of the stuff that my mom has gone through and the way she's handled herself or same thing with my grandma. So now, because I've lived a little, because I've traveled a little, because I've had some work experience, because I've had to, you know, um, have relationships or have relationships end and new ones begin or whatever it may be, you start to think back, you know, you find yourself in these situations and you go, oh, yeah, this reminds me of what was happening when I was younger or it reminds me of this thing, you know, and it might be stored somewhere deep in your your mm. mind's eye and then it comes to you in these moments where you're like, oh yeah, okay, this makes sense now. Or maybe you see it reflected in someone else, like they're going through something in their life and you see them dealing with it in a particular way and it'll take you back to how you've been told to do something or words of wisdom from your, from your family members and then it makes sense in that moment. So I think as much as you know, pop, popular culture is like, oh, don't get older. And, like, it's not fun when you get old. And Ugh. I think it's kind of cool when you get older, you know, Thank if you, you embrace it, you know, and you, you age in these graceful ways. Part of it is um, you have lived experience. And I think that's what's really fun. So when I talk to my younger cousins right now who are in their early 20s going through some stuff, early 20s stuff, I'm like, girl, I swear to you it's going to get better. Like, I promise you that this is not going to be the end all be all or – you know, but you could speak from experience, mm-hmm. and then I go, and I'm not the only one. Guess what? When your dad was going through his thing, or my mom was going through her thing, so it's it's nice to me get older because it's all in retrospect. Because now you have this lived experience. Now you have these stories that can further back up the thing that your grandma told you, or or whoever else in your family.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. and that's what I love and I feel like that's the beauty of intergenerational um, households is that you actually get to learn from different stages and different nuances of the same scenario or like at least because you know it's it's the teen like you know the teenage um, pains and then the 20s pains and (laughs) the 20s pains are actually the most funnest part for me because I was like especially in my early 20s it was just partyville where I'm like yes, thank you so much (laughs) I came to have have fun I pay my bills and goodbye world I'm going to sleep and later 20s I'm like okay, well what happened? (laughs) why are you this way? Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. are you, why are you always partying? Who, who, who are you celebrating? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. There's, there's other ways to have fun, Malu. And you, you, you used to do that a lot. Um, but yeah, so going back to um to 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 you in regards to uh the co-pop of, to, uh, of of the far queue we're wanting to know what is in your far queue so which are the stories that you've archived what what have you what stories have you inventoried or placed at the back of your high security vault <laughs> and this
2: has to do with knowledge in particular
0: yes or or just anything that you because i feel like you said you said it yourself. <laughs> you said everything is knowledge. So I'm like, anything, mm, this is you, true. Mm.
2: This is true. Everything is knowledge, I think, because everything offers, um offers you ways to learn and grow and sharpen skills, right? And whether mm. that be because you're learning from someone else's experience and going, Mm-mm, not for me, or you're learning and going, that's what I want to emulate, maybe not in the same exact ways. But you know, I like what they're wearing. And I want to dress like that one day, because that's what someone wears in a doctor's office i don't know or you know i i like having i like that my auntie has a planner and you know has a bullet journal and all of that because one day i want to be able to organize my life in that way Mm. so shout out to kelsey with her bullet journal so (laughs) you know that that kind of stuff um but i think so there's knowledge all around us and that's the cool thing. It's like maybe you're not enrolled in a class at the university. There's opportunities for you to grow and learn every day, all day around us. It's just, um, what what do you find meaningful? What is accessible to you? And that's a whole nother thing, like access. But um, what do you love? What do you get down with? What are you, what is your skill set? What are your dreams? And how can you find that in the things around you? Right? Like you don't have to go to a museum to see mossy, right? Like some of us have these things in our homes already. So mm. we, we have art in our homes, we have artists in our families, we have these knowledge holders. It's just, you gotta take the time to talk to people and you gotta take the time to to get to know folks and it's not going to happen in one conversation you got to draw draw it out you gotta have a rapport you gotta like come to their house not empty-handed and like make f- for here tea other places that might be popping open a uh, bud light because that's what we drink in guam but like it just depends right it depends on your context but um i think when it comes to 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 an actual story with knowledge and There's so many. I'll say the first thing that pops up into my head is that the stories that are like filtering through me, they're all led by Pacific women. I think part of it is that's just who's influenced me in in different ways, but, um, you know, it's hard to to like not know these folks. Like once you say, you know, once you get to know a Chamorro person, like I've found that other folks will say like, oh yeah, my old roommate was Chamorro or like so-and-so my class was Chamorro. And we aren't a huge population in the U.S. um, And that's my context is in the diaspora, but dang, we leave a lasting impression. And I think of the women in my lives and um, how generous they've been and how fun they have been. And, you know, how how they've guided me as I've grown up. Um, I'm like all my fun stories they're crazy and they're always which more women like they're always so much so that i'm like screenshotting my family chat now so that i have record of like some of the really funny stuff my grandma and her siblings are saying so if anyone in my family is listening to this they're probably like you're screenshotting that yes i am and
0: And i have yes i am
2: i just
1: slapped my phone i
2: was like and i have an album in my my phone that just has like really funny stuff for my family in there um but maybe if I if I locate this or like anchor this in a story about someone that I actually know, um i'll I'll, I'll do my grandma again because we've just been talking about her. Mm. And she just won't, Come on. won't get out of here. Yeah. Um, so two things that she's always taught me growing up, um, and she usually would tell me these things as I'm like running out of the door. And one of them is, don't forget your tomorrow. She would always say that. And part of it is in the diaspora, especially where I grew up in Southern California, people would mistake me, my sisters, my family, even the names that we carry, they would mistake us for being um, either Mexican. And then if we're saying, oh, we're not Mexican, we're, we would say Guamanian. Guamanian is like saying you're Kiwi. It doesn't denote any kind of indigeneity. But we say Guamanian so people could hear the word Guam in there, which <laughs> people still couldn't find us, even though we're like one of the most important strategic location for the United States military, whatever. But <laughs> we would have these conversations at the door as I'm running out. She's like, don't forget your tomorrow. And I'm like, okay. And later it'd be like, you know, you're not Mexican. I'm like, yeah, I know that. And I get scolded by like old Mexican ladies who would speak to me in Spanish thinking I'm Mexican that can't speak Spanish. And I'm like, no, I feel ashamed now, but I'm like, I have, I have not. And also there's reasons why some young folks can't speak Spanish, whatever. But I was like, no, no, no. Like, this mija doesn't speak Spanish because she, I'm of another place, but I should also speak Spanish. I'm sorry, like this is this is something I should know because we're so close to the U.S. Mexico border. So that's mm-hmm. one thing, and then also a lot of folks would think that we're some kind of Asian. They would think we're Filipino, and. My grandma's like, you're not any of those things, even if your classmates are all of it, you know, like 90% of my, my class in middle school, they were, they're Filipino. And then there was maybe four or five of us that were of something else. And my grandma was like, you're Chamorro, don't you forget. And I was like, oh, I can't forget. I can't forget with you in the house. <laughs> I can't forget what the food that's being cooked when I get home. I can't forget because of the smell of the house. Like I can't forget. Cause I hear her screaming in Chamorro on the phone to her friends and family, like first thing in the morning really hard to forget you know but when you walk out the door the world is questioning who you are and asking all these things all the time so she did a really nice job going like don't forget your tomorrow i'm like okay i love you too and i'm out the other thing she would always say whether i'm going to school or leaving the house to meet up with people or to go grocery shopping she would say choose good friends make good friends that's what she'd always she'd add to it later like don't do drugs and don't have sex. And I'm like, oh, what the, you know, as you're getting older, I'm like, okay, thank you. But then she would say, make good friends. So it's like, you're tomorrow and make good friends. Um, and I always wondered, like growing up, like, why is she telling me these things? And then you would start again, in retrospect, you see like who you surround yourself with is a reflection of who you are, the kind of company you keep. And, you know, you don't have to um, like limit yourself on, on who's in your circle, but really thinking about, Yeah, the company you keep and what kinds of gifts do they bring to your space? What kind of ways do they um, enlighten your world? What's the vibe that they bring to your life? You know, all of those things. And that's what she's really getting at because... She had some, she has some really great friends. They chat on, they laugh, they go to the casino together. That's a whole nother story. But, you know, like they have good rapport and they have this history that goes back to when they were teenagers in early 20s in, in the Marianas and then moving out. Mm. And for us folks, being in this new space and trying to navigate what it means growing up in San Diego, where people can't even locate you on a map, even though this country like owns our islands, you know, she's still like watch out make good friends you are the company you keep um and then when i bring friends around she, later she go oh i like them oh that's a good friend you know so really supporting when i would have good people in my life yeah so i still think about that you know who are like the five close people that you have around you and what does that say about you and i'm really proud of the 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 close folks that i have around i don't have um I know lots of people, and I'm sure you two do too, just because of the kind of work that we do. We know all sorts, but like the circles that we keep close, like I look for equality with that, you know, who's in there, Um, how are we bettering each other? And right now they're all over the place. Some are in the Mariana, some are in Guam, some are in San Diego. And sometimes those people will come in and out and that's okay too. My grandma also acknowledges that, you know, she's like, always be kind. And her other thing, because you don't know. She's like, you don't know what's going to happen. And also, you don't know what they know about you. You know, so she's like, you tell some and you keep some. So that was her other one. You tell some and you keep some. She's like, not everyone doesn't need to know everything about you. I was like, okay. So you're always tomorrow. I was like, yes, I am. Uh, The other part is make good friends and you tell some and you keep some. It's like, okay. Because she's like, people go in and out. They go in and out. So you don't have to tell them everything. Wait till they come back. I'm like, okay. So.
0: I'm like loving all of us. Thank you so much, Grandma. And Thank you for bringing Ooh. your grandma through. Like, yeah. Ugh. That's so. It's so. It's so beautiful to hear something very, very similar. Just like, for and I feel so seen in my walk as well, and and everything that you said, I feel so seen. And at least, like, it's 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 kind of like the way that I can describe it. It's like the first time I watched Selena. You know, Selena. The first time I watched her, I was like, "Oh my gosh, people struggle outside of this world too <laughs> and it's just like you just I guess you never know until until you start hearing other people talk about it and speak their truth and then to me, I'm like this can we get more like young people upping their grandmas and like and like upping their intergenerational love because that's I feel like that doesn't trend like people are lot people are not wanting to show up authentically as everything and it, it it's probably because of what you said as well you tell someone you keep some and i think we might have created a space where you keep some as as as, as the agenda eh? like we're going to keep some and then we only share a little bit here and here so i'm so thankful that your grandma's able to shine this much and she's able to show show this much love man like you tell i'm 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 keeping you tell someone you keep some because i'm like mm. I'm going to keep that one in the pocket for later because like, I have my own um, what's it, ear from my, from, from my nan, but damn, that one's a hot one. That's hot off the press right there. Mm. She mm. has so
2: many good ones where I'm mm. like, I, I, I hear them or she'll text them and I just screenshot them or I try to write them down now. And she's of a generation that was really, I'm not going to say struggle because if you talk to her, she's not going to say struggle, but uh, they were in this really complex moment of this like hyper americanization that was happening within our islands and she's seeing folks on the military base having a lot of money their style and their fashion's really different and she wants in on that you know and she's seeing the the fashion catalogs that are coming in from the states and she's trying to save her money so that she can order from these catalogs and and have it shipped in and and then her sister's stealing her you know her skirts and stuff and hemming them higher and they're all (laughs) but they're all trying to like look and and emulate this like Americanness that is is coming in um, on the island, and so then when she ends up in places like San Diego, it's kind of interesting how she she still plays into those those notions, how she's still like very much this Chamorro woman, and then the advice that she gives about those things um, is somewhere in between, and it's it's really fun to see how she's making mm. making sense of this for us and encouraging us to do certain stuff or or stay away from other things and. Um, and that the kind of advice even around relationships that sometimes you're like what but then you think about it later and you're like oh, that's true you know um yeah i feel like we could just like the the book we were reading earlier together from um dr Hinemoa. it would be yeah we could have a whole a little book like that of like the things that our grandmas tell us you know and oh, and totally. the pictures the pictures of my grandma now still dressing very like Real put together, like, as if she, like, popped out of the 60s and stuff. Like, everything looks good together. Her hair is always done. Her nails match her lipstick. And all of her friends are like that, too. Some of them still get the, like, perms, like, these little Afro perm things that are so cute. And their whole thing back in the day was, like, you don't know who's going to call. Like, call the landline. Like, who's going to call the landline and say, let's go? So she's like, you wake up and you get ready because you never know who's going to be calling. And you just want to be ready to go. And her sister, the next one in line, does the same thing. And they learned that from their mom. You don't know who's going to call, so you better get up and get ready. So if someone says jump, you can jump. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm like in sweats at like 2 p.m. And she's like, I've been ready. I've been ready since 9 a.m. Look at me, you know. And I'm like, okay. I would love to make a book with them. One day. One day. 100, one hundred. One hundred. Yeah, Cause cause that's, that's, that's... All the grandmas. Mm. that I'm like, I could never. <laughs>
0: And is there, so in terms of a koha back to us, you've, you've talked about the knowledge you've accumulated on the outside, the innate knowledge that you carry on the inside, as well as, um, the whakatoki with your, with your grandma. Is there anything that you want to gift into the space in terms of like powerful wahine toa that have actually influenced you in terms of like the thinking and the fakata, Or is there a book that you'd like to offer into the space from either tomorrow's space or even from, from, from that, that side of the world that, you know, our audience would never really relate to or never get the access to?
2: Mm, yeah, there's a few. Um, well, one book in particular that I think is really great is from, it just came out, it's from Julian Uggen. And let me just get the name of the book right. Okay, so Julian's book is called The Properties of Perpetual Light. I didn't want to get this wrong. I always, I'm like, it's the Properties Lightwood. So Properties of Perpetual Light by Julian Uggin. Um, I have it upstairs, and if I had it next to me, I'd show you because it's it's a beautiful book. It's small, so it's one of those kinds of books that you could keep in your bag, you could keep next to you um, on your on your nightstand, or just pick up when I don't know when you're in the bathroom. Who knows? It's small enough; it just like fits into everywhere. It's perfect, mm. and it's a collection of different writings from him. So some of it is more poetic, others of it um, are like personal essays. Um, some of the the work in there is from him giving. Like keynote talks and things like that and he's this um, beautiful writer Chamorro um, writer and I would say poet sometimes but he's one of our foremost uh, attorneys and he's done a lot for our island um, when it comes to our political status um, fights with the Department of Defense for the U.S. and things like that like he's really really awesome but he's on top of just being a great person and awesome work, he's a beautiful writer. And that book in particular is it's just great. Like, you're going to laugh through it. You're going to cry through it. And he's had some major, major writers um, write reviews about it, too. And I, I say that not to be like, oh, he's the best. But it just shows <laughs> that it's accessible to so many different people who have no idea about our island. Um, so I, I highly recommend it. There's an e-book version online that's um, that's cheaper. So I recommend it. And I'm going to try to get my class next semester to read it. So hopefully by doing that and getting that book shipped in, we'll have more of it available you know, yes. um, for people to purchase that aren't in the class. But it's one of those really accessible, beautiful reads that is going to just take you on this roller coaster of, of good feelings, deep feelings, all of that. And then you're going to get to learn a little bit more, not just about Chamorros in the Mariana Islands, but he also talks a bit about the Marshall Islands, one of their activists that was dealing with um, the aftermath of nuclear testing and fighting for the Marshallese to get funding and retribution for just that horrible history that they're still going through. Mm. So I, I recommend that. Um, and the other, the other thing I was gonna say is to look for, one, look for mentors in your life Like, this is something I'm always encouraging people to do. It it goes both ways. One, look for mentors in your life. Look for folks that, again, have that vibe, that have that kind of feel and essence to them that you want to emulate and just shadow them. Like, ask if you could spend time. Ask if you could get a coffee with them. And don't be mamala. Don't be shamed. Just ask because the worst you could get is a no. And when people, like we're saying, like if people know where you're coming from and that you just want to get to know them and you respect what they do, more often than not, they're going to want to have that conversation and the conversation is going to go for hours. So look for those people in your life. Um, It it could be, you know, for instance, with Kelsey, it could be someone who does photography as well. And you're like, I love your work. I don't even know how you get the light to look like that in the photography, but I want to do that. Can I spend time with you? Or it could be like Maluseo. It doesn't even have to be someone in the academic realm because you are a graduate student. It could be someone like totally outside. It could just be someone that you... Um, you respect and can give you that kind of life advice to to help you along as you grow as a young person. So that could be someone like a few years. Yeah, like, hit me up. Like, this is what we do together. But <laughs> it could be a few years ahead of you, or they could be decades ahead, you know, like, and for me, like, I have mentors um, inside my profession, and I have ones outside. And it's so great when you can find those people who, who can advocate for you, who can be that year, who could support and can point you to other resources and folks that you should should have in mind. Because, again, it's it's about not having to reinvent the wheel and learning from others. And with that, because um, you're building rapport and relationships, you also want to look to the people around you that are coming up and making space for them. So I'm always thinking about how do you hold space for the up and coming ones that like Alice Tipunga Somerville has talked with us, Malusi, about um, hoping that folks that come up around us will be better than us. So we we got to make the space for them to come and outshine us and to build off of the work that we've done. So you got to find them. And for me, I find them. Like you just, if you, for instance, because I'm in the academic world, if I go to a conference, um, I will look at who is on the conference program and I will control F and find. Guam, I will put Marion Islands, I'll put tomorrow, and I'll spell tomorrow in all the ways that our orthography is trying to figure it out. And I will find these little babies, these little nennies that we call them, I'll find them and I'll go to their talks and I'll make it a point at the end to say hello and say, hey, can we get together? And I'll find all of us and make it that we all go get a coffee or give them my email or, you know, make those connections and mentor them and have conversations. And that has meant um, that I have these friends all over the place from different disciplines who live in different parts of the U.S. Um, in the Pacific. And we get along because sometimes it's just because we're tomorrow. And I was like, and sometimes you're just going to need that person. And then other times it's because of the respective fields that we're in. But a lot of it is like, who can you help bring up with you? You know, if you have an opportunity and you see that there's an empty seat, who can you invite into that space? So just like the doors open for you a little, now like push it a little bit more and like get some other folks in there as well. So that that's like not specific to anyone, you know, like um, I, I said Alice Tipunga-Somerville, she's definitely one of those people, but I've had so many folks, again, mostly women who have been so encouraging and just literally grabbed my hand and like, let's go. You're coming to this meeting or you're gonna have this coffee or I'm introducing you online to this person. And that has made all the difference. And I think of other folks who don't have this kind of support in whatever journey they're on and how hard it must be. And I always feel for them when you find them later, like they're further along in their graduate work and they didn't get the guidance that they should have gotten, or they didn't get, um, they weren't looped into the same networks. And it's like, it's never too late, but also you feel for them. You're like, Oh man, it didn't have to be this hard, but it's also about us having the capacity to take folks on. So when you can, do it, you know, enjoy, enjoy the, the company, like bring them along.
0: And see, this is why I'm so in awe of, 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 of the space that you hold and, and, and both my, my, my thought provoking life, but also on, 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 like on our, just real, keep it real. Always like I had a whole semester of just these type of talks where we just like, we, 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 they stretch me intellectually. And I just, I was just like, it felt like i was getting a beating of like my ego and my and 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 what i perceived to know about the pacific every single week and i freaking loved it like (laughs) i was like i have no idea what this is talking about and i'm so going to go and reflect on these later so for a whole semester please know that i like i'm i'm very much in awe of the work that you do and just the way that you like you said you the calmness and um the calmness that you really cultivate is just like I'm like the calmness and patience. That's it. That um wherever you get it from, I I really do admire this of because it's just a you've always held space, and I know that Marilise as well. We both really gas you up so much, and it's because <laughs> you deserve it. But at the same time, yeah, we uh you're right. We we do thank um Alice for bringing us together and you know bringing bringing us into the room. And for the work that she has done, as well as the other giants in the in, in the realm of um, critical Pacific studies, has done as well. So thank you so much. And yes, if people resonate with your story, how 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 are they best to connect with you? You know, and, and especially if if we got any more tomorrow um, scholars or just tomorrow um, people in the village in Aotearoa, please reach out. How would they, how would they best contact you?
2: Yeah, because if we could get to double digits, that'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, if people are looking to get in contact, there's a number of ways I'm on Instagram. So you could just uh, look up Jesse LB, J-E-S-I L-B. Um, I'm not too active on there at the moment because you know, you gotta take a beat, you gotta take a breath and sometimes social media is not great to be on all the time. But I do check out uh, my messages and things on there. You can always find me um, on the University of Waikato's website under Pacific and Indigenous Studies. Um, my my email should be under there and you can get a look at some of the classes that we teach, the ways that we're thinking about the field of Pacific and Indigenous Studies. So if you are someone who's thinking of going into school or you're thinking of continuing on with school into the graduate level, know that we have the support and the kinds of classes and resources that might interest you if you want to continue on this journey and learn more about your people, yourselves, or maybe some of the pressing and urgent issues of our region. So you could get more of that on the, again, University of uh, Waikato website. And you can also find me, if you just look up my name, usually like my faculty profile will come up or my academia one. And yeah, I have a Facebook, just message (laughs) me. And then if you're tomorrow, of course, just say hi. Like why not? And anyone else, that's okay too. Like I'm totally open, yeah.
1: Thank you so much, Jesse, for coming through and, like, sharing your story and sharing your grandma with us. Like, how beautiful. Oh, love it. I got to tell her. I got to tell her. I'm like, you're famous.
2: Yeah, your, name yeah. is in a- <laughs> your, your name is in a podcast. She's going <laughs> to be like, oh, did you include a picture of me? Did I get to see the picture first? I'm like, oh, oops. So. <laughs> She'll do that. Don't put that on Facebook. Let me see it before you
0: post it. I'm like, how do you know Oh, wow. Things? She really about her image then. Because she
2: knows. She knows that things circulate. So that's why she's like, you give some and you keep some.
0: Love that. Yeah. Love that. Yes. But I'll
2: tell her to check you two out because I know oh, that she's yes. going to love this. So good. You're going to get a call. You're going to get a call from her with suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Please. She's oh, going to yes. be like, I didn't get a t-shirt and my <laughs> granddaughter needs a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. We need to
1: make t-shirts
0: first. Yes. And then yes. we'll send new one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. The, the honorary one will be tr- sent out first. <laughs> just for my experience.
1: grandma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just want to,
2: I know we're ending, but I also want to thank you too because I know this is one of your passion projects that's also informed by your professional work, but I know that just the the prep going into this, seeing how much time and thought goes into all all of this podcast um, for both of you, I'm just so impressed, and I'm like, I knew podcasts took a lot of work, but when. I see the kind of care and, and just detail, detail, detail-oriented detail work that you two do. Like, oh my gosh, this really does take some time. So I just wanted to thank you both because what people are hearing seems like it's, it is just a conversation. We're just talking as friends. But at the same time, there's been so much thought put into this prior to any kind of editing and posting onto um, to these podcast networks. So thank you both.
0: Thank you. Awesome. Awesome thank work. Thank you for seeing us and thank you for also allowing us to see us ourselves in your story as well. Cause you mm-hmm. already know this is, this is, I, I, I would love for this conversation to go for four hours, but you know, people ain't sitting around for four hours.
2: <laughs> no, but we could do that later when the levels change. We'll go get yes, a coffee and have food in real life.
0: Please, we it's we, we oh, yeah, we will buy you a feed because that's that, Oh that's I'll break. buy you a feed. It's okay. We'll make okay. one. How about we make we should have a court. yeah, picnic. Let's let's do that after, okay? okay. We started with, with a jingle. And would you help us end with a jingle, please? Sure. Alright. Fuck you. Fuck you. Hey. Do do the fuck you.
2: Fuck you. The fuck you!
0: Fuck you! Kaki <laughs> te everybody! Kaki
2: <laughs> te, <laughs> 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 Esta.